You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. A couple years ago, I got invited down to um, Baja, California with Jose Rubicala, and we started renting, uh, at the time, these Can-Ams. And uh, I think it was for the first time I had ever taken a vehicle to the full limits. Like, like we were riding down the beach and I couldn't get this Can-Am to go any faster. And I, I was like so alive, like fully alive, like, like more engaged and alert and aware with adrenal, adrenaline just pumping and, and taking this vehicle to its maximum capacity. When I came back, um, God started speaking to me about the fact that he's an engineer who likes the things that he builds to be taken to their maximum capacity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was an engineer who built that Can-Am who was like, he, he built it to be driven to the max. You know what I mean? So there was, there was an engineer somewhere in the world who works for Polaris, it's Polaris, right? Uh, anyway, I don't know. Um, I just read them. Thank you, Jose, um, for being generous and having lots of toys. But uh, somewhere in the world is an engineer who built that thing that was super excited when I took it to its full potential. But then I got home and God started speaking to me about him as an engineer. And he says, I've built things far more extraordinary than that Can-Am. I've built you. (laughs) And it's really frustrating for me when the masterpiece of creation built by the engineer of the universe doesn't get to experience his primary engineering masterpiece being utilized to its full potential. And I came home on a mission to speak on behalf of our our divine engineer to get us operating the way he wired us. So I wanna talk real quick about a few things about God and his engineering. Number one, he's frustrated when the things he builds don't work. Yeah, he he didn't create you to forgive you only. He created you to use you and for you to be fully utilized and optimized, maximized. He created gifts and talents and abilities and unique wiring inside of you that, that you only, there's only one person on the planet like you. He doesn't want a carbon copy. He doesn't want everything working the same. He wants you to discover your unique engineering and he wants you to work. The kingdom of God is about being fruitful. In fact, in fact, if you wanna know how to bring God glory, it's not singing songs, it's bearing fruit. Oh yeah, yeah, it's lives that produce fruit that glorify God. So God gets frustrated when our lives are not working. So you can tell if somebody's frustrating by the price they'll pay to fix things. So when you have a broken humanity and a frustrated God, 
you get what's called passion. Passion isn't just somebody who's super excited like me. Passion is defined by the price somebody is willing to pay for something. That's why when Jesus, the week before Easter, they called it Passion Week, because it was a price he was willing to pay for the engineering that his father put together, that he had a hunger and a thirst to see restored back into its original intent. I'm telling you, the price that was paid for you is so crazy, it's so ridiculous. There is, you weren't bought with silver and gold. You were bought with the precious blood, not to be forgiven, only, but to be optimized and brought back to your original intent. When you were created, you weren't created with fear. You weren't created with anxiety. You weren't created with depression. You weren't created with brokenness. You weren't created with insecurities. You were created to function and flourish. And so when Jesus bought you, the intent of God was to bring you back. Remember, you're not part of the first Adam. The first Adam screwed it up, but you're made in the image of the second Adam. In other words, you were made in the image of Christ and he bought you back to function and flourish the way you were originally wired all along. Tonight, we're gonna tap back into our engineer who wired you to work. Imagine if your life was working functioning, no limits. No, what if somebody was driving you like I was at Can-Am, where I was just pushing it to the very limit? The next great move of God is not just people coming to Jesus. It's people being used by God to the fullest. Listen, he doesn't need you perfect to start using you. In fact, he'll perfect you while he uses you. Just the most powerful thing you can do is just offer yourself back to your engineer and say, yeah, I got a few wires crossed. I got a few things that aren't functioning right now, but here I am, can you fix me? He'll say, yes, oh yes, oh my God, I've been longing for you. He doesn't want a lame religious experience. He wants us to be potent and powerful. Come on, anybody interested? in functioning the way you were uniquely wired to function. Dang, all right. Funny story though. Uh, <laughs> so, so here's the thing. I'm, I need to share a couple scriptures. So let's, let's, do, let's start there. But the name of this message is God's engineering. Engineered by God, that's you not an accident, uniquely and perfectly made with a purpose, with an assignment, with a unique expression. Come on, you're astounding, you're amazing, you're remarkable. So valuable that he would send his son to purchase you. Okay, but why? Let's talk about it. I'm gonna start out of Isaiah 60, verse one and two. This is gonna to tie together, I hope. Um, it says, arise and shine for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you for behold, darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. Okay, 
The, da the danger of being in the world we live in is we're also a part of a religious community that interprets the days as dark. These are dark days, brother. I think, I think these are the last days. These are the end times. And I think Jesus is probably coming back. So there's really no responsibility on me to clean up the mess around me or, but, but we don't understand that it's actually in dark days that light is needed most. Do you think we've been engineered to be light? So one of the primary responsibilities of Christians in dark days is to shine, is to be bright, is to illuminate the path, is to show the goodness of God. These are actually the most, the easiest days to demonstrate God's goodness. Because the, you could have the brightest light in the world if you're out in the sunlight, nobody sees it. But when everything's dark and God begins to plug you in and turn you on, you shine for him. And I'll tell you something, we've been engineered to shine. We've been engineered for this hour. All right, next scripture. You, me, us, awaken, are the salt of the earth. What good is salt if it's lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You, me, us, awaken, this community, East Lake Campus, are the light of the world. You were engineered to be the light of the world. That's the definition of the church. Engineered to light the world up. Can you imagine having a light in your house in a dark room that wouldn't turn on, that wouldn't function? How frustrated would you be? I feel like we have a, a good engineer, a, a loving engineer, a, a patient engineer, but in a sense, a bit of a frustrated engineer because he needs us and he's actually in his providence and his sovereignty chosen to limit how much he can do based on cooperation with those that are created in his likeness. So if we continue to stay broken, dysfunctional, disconnected, not believing we're actually engineered to make a difference, there's not a lot God can do. Oh, but if we wake up, I didn't say if we're the woke church. God doesn't need a woke church that's trying to be PC and relate to everybody, won't stand for anything, falls for everything. No, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. I said a church that's awake and alive and connected. We're almost out of time here. I, what I love about God is he can move a lot in a little bit of time. We're about to wrap this bad boy service up, but we're going to keep the worship team going here. And we're going to have the altar team come up. Let me tell you something about the altars. Altars are not just a place of forgiveness, although they are. Listen, you drop the ball again, come up to the altar. God will forgive you again. But there's so much more to the altar. It actually says it's the place that you're supposed to find help or grace or power for your time of need. That means I have an assignment to light up the world. 
I've been engineered to do something. I'm supposed to be powerful and potent and effectual and fruitful. And I'm discovering there's opposition out there. So I'm going to come to the altar to find power, grace, strength. Don't look at the altar as just a place of forgiveness. If you need that, come. But you, we got to graduate from just being broken down to working, functioning, flourishing. That's the intent of God. Don't look at these altars as a place of weakness. These altars are a place of power and strength for you to do what God puts you on this planet to do. I'm going to close this down right here. And I'm going to do three things, okay? How we doing? Such a touch of God in here. I honestly want to jump off this stage so we can get to worship and prayer. I really do. But there's three things I want us to hear, okay? Number one, you've been engineered in excellence. If your life doesn't look that way, that's fine. Give it to God. No one can fix you like your engineer. Nobody can get you working the way you were originally intended like him. He doesn't need you to try to fix yourself. Listen, you fix, your, fix yourself again, you're gonna end up further away from him and further away from you. The best thing you can do to get things turned around is come back to your engineer. He knows how you work. He knows exactly how you work. Come on guys, you ever try to fix something? Didn't go back to the directions, just, you know, <laughs> you end up left it worse than it was. That's humanity, that's pride, but we gotta come back to the one, come on, who loves us and wants us functioning. Nobody wants your life working more than God, and nobody's more capable of getting your life working more than him. Okay, good, so that's the first thing. Who's here and needs a little reconnection with your engineer? If that's you, just put your hand up. Okay, good. Um, two ways you can do that as we close this out. You can stay for a little while in worship if you have the ability to do that and just do business with your engineer. Just, you know, the best thing you can do is reoffer your life to him. Tell him, you know what, I'm, I'm done trying to do this my way. I'm yours, I'm back. Use me, here I am, fix me. I'm, I just wanna be, I'm yours. I trust you. That's number one. The second, God has an assignment for you. He has a track for you. He's got something he wants you to do. You weren't just engineered to go fast. You actually were engineered for a specific track. What's what I love about Awaken is we're like all of, you can do anything for God. It's not like Nacho Libre where you can only do holy things for God. There's no, there's no divide between what's secular and what's sacred. Everything you can do, you can do for God. Your Monday can be as powerful as your Sunday. Every day of the week you can be utilized. God's got a track for you to run on. And if you need to find your track and you need to get more clarity around, trust me, your engineering fits your track. You get closer to your engineer and you'll discover your wiring and then he'll, he'll point you to the track. Gosh, remember Eric Liddell, Chariots of Fire? He said, God made me for a purpose, but he also made me fast. And when I run track, I feel his pleasure. There's no limit to how much pleasure you can find serving God and you don't have to do it doing holy things. Why don't you make common things holy? 
the next great move of God is gonna happen in the marketplace. It's gonna happen in everyday life. It's gonna happen through people like you. You gotta find your engineer and then you need to find your assignment. You can play sports for him. You can write music for him. You can build businesses for him. You can disrupt education for him. There's not one thing you can't do for him. In fact, why don't you bring to the altar what you think's holy? And why don't you let God determine what gets to stay in your life? I think you might be surprised what he's more excited about. Come on, this ain't your grandma's church where you could only do missionary work for him. God's actually, God's done with like lame and boring and religious. He's like, can I find some people who will do something different for me? Can I get engaged in culture? Can I get engaged in the world? I'm tired of being limited to church and mission and religious stuff. I want to light the world up. That's the heart of our engineer. That's the heart of our engineer. And he wants you. Third thing, third thing we gotta be done here. Third thing you need, we need power. I was praying for this Marine last, on a night like this, last Wednesday night. He was in the Marine Corps, he grew up in a missionary family. He didn't think he needed the baptism of the Holy Spirit anymore because he's a Marine. I was like, okay. My son's a Marine, so I'm like, I have an affinity with this guy. But here's what broke my heart. He thought the power of God was only for holy things. The power of God is for everything. In fact, If you're really on assignment for God, you can't do it without his power. We're gonna flip the switch today. We're gonna connect to the socket today. Listen, he's a live wire. Don't play around with with the power of God. Get yourself connected to it properly. But you watch, he's gonna light your life up and light the world up. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenchurch.com.